We'd like to welcome everybody into God's house tonight. Uh, thank God for everybody cheering. We appreciate all our visitors and, and every person that's here is special. But I, I just felt like this and want to say this. Uh, I have just uh, always enjoyed, but I have just seemed like especially enjoyed tonight all the little children and the babies that God's blessed us with around here. They just, uh, they just kind of light up my life. And uh, uh, what a blessing and a thrill they are uh, just to see them and hear them. And I just thank God for all the little children. And uh, so I appreciate that. That's God's blessing. I have scripture I'd like to read uh, from the 28th Psalm tonight. And uh, the psalmist said this, uh, starting at verse 1. Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock. Be not silent to me, lest, if thou be silent to me, I become like them that go down into the pit. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry unto thee, when I lift up my hands toward thy holy oracle. And the psalmist was recognizing how great God is and how much he needed the God that he was calling on. And boy, I praise God that he's, he is that. He's a great God and we really need him. And, and I hope somebody calls on him tonight. I'd like to see somebody get saved. I'd like to see somebody rededicate their life. I'd like to see the church worship in spirit and in truth. Uh, God is, he's such a good God. If everybody will, let's stand for a moment. And uh, as we bow our heads in prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you that you are the great God that you are. Uh, God, just uh, no other God like you, nothing else. God, and we praise you tonight and we thank you that you're present to help us when we need you. You're always around, never gone. God, we thank you for letting us be in the church house tonight. Uh, God, once again, we thank you for everyone that's here, and especially the babies and the little children. God, we thank you for just letting us feel the peace of God and the love that we feel in our hearts and the happiness and the joy. God, we thank you for letting us come to worship. Bless this service tonight, God, we pray in Jesus' name, and amen. You be seated, and we'll turn over to the choir.
Glad to be here. Appreciate the good crowd. Thankful for everybody that's come out tonight. And uh, appreciate the good choir singing. I'll ask you to stand at this time, if you would. Everyone that has an unspoken request, appreciate all those hands, remember all those. Does anybody have a spoken request before we pray? Somebody else. Remember Ronnie and Jewel. everybody that's here. Don't think you're here by mistake. I think it's happenstance. I think everybody's here for a reason. Anybody else before we pray? Slusher, is that who you were saying? Okay, yeah, remember her. I couldn't hear everything you said, Kim. Remember Dawn, I know her. They just buried her mom yesterday. Is he saying she's having surgery? Is that... Okay, so remember, sister, her appendix, okay, I'm sorry, I just couldn't hear you. Her append, uh, sister Dawn's appendix burst today, so uh, she had surgery, so let's remember her for sure. Ask Brother Carl, if you will, to lead us in prayer. Thank you for eternal life. The great hope that we have in Jesus, Father, we're thankful for your church. 
Appreciate the prayer and uh, desire your prayers for this service. Let's really remember this service. I was thinking about, I guess it was maybe this last weekend or it could have been the weekend before, but uh, Dad preached about time and that was a lot of his, his message. And he even read uh, out of the third chapter of Ecclesiastes, got that, that verse there, and it says, To all things there is a time there's a time for everything and uh, I also love the scripture in the ninth chapter of Ecclesiastes where it says whatever your hand finds to do do it with your might and I'm not quoting it exactly right but then it says because you're going to the grave and you'll be able to do nothing there and so Ecclesiastes has told us that there's a time and we're given time and it's told us we're going to run out of time I saw a stat the other day, 100% uh, of humanity is dying. Yeah. That's almost like, I know Dave loves this stat. He and I used to play golf together, and 90% of putts that come up short miss. Think about that one for just a minute, but I'll let that one sink in. But we're all dying. We're all going to be out of time at some point. I don't know who all's got a an iWatch, an Apple Watch. I got My kids got that for me a couple years ago. And I love it because it reminds me to do things that I forget to do throughout the day. And I was sitting at work, maybe it was yesterday, I was in my chair at my desk, and I was working, and I was on the phone and doing some stuff, and I looked down at my phone and it said, it's time to stand. It tells me when I'm supposed to stand up and move around. Now, I was too busy right then, and I didn't stand up. I just ignored that warning. But it's also got, I don't know if anybody's got one. Of the, I'm not, I know a lot of people have got them, but uh, I started walking a while back because of my health. So I try to walk every day. I get on the treadmill, and look at that. It, it came up. It's perfect. So I got these little circles on my phone, and when I walk long enough and I'm active enough, it'll fill in the circle and tell me, you've accomplished your goal. Yeah. And I've thought, how many times that it would probably be a big benefit to me and maybe everybody if I had one on there that said, don't forget to pray. Don't forget to humble your heart and, and thank the Lord for what he's done for you. Don't forget to go see somebody that I put on your heart and 
tell them you're thinking about them and try to help them. You know, don't forget to go to church. Don't forget to read your Bible. I mean, these little things that are on here for exercise, the Bible says bodily exercise will help you a little. But the exercise that we do in God will help us a whole lot. How much more important it is maybe to have a circle on your watch saying, don't forget to read your Bible. Don't forget to do something for God today. I'm glad that God has given us time here tonight. So what have you got tonight that you need to do before you're out of time? Maybe it's just out of time in this service. Because if God gives you something to do or say, and you don't do that, this service will be over in a half hour or 45 minutes. And then your time in this service will be passed. And you may get some more time later. But at some point, we're going to be completely out of time. And we're going to be like the ninth chapter, 10th verse of Ecclesiastes. We're going to be in the grave, and our hand will have nothing else that it can do. It's good to be here. Who's got a song or a testimony on your heart? Let's pray for Washington. I was thinking today about my life here on earth, thinking back over the years. There's been a lot of heartache, sorrow and pain. There's been disappointment and fears, but there's also been joy and a deep settled peace that only the born again know. His spirit, he leads me, he keeps me and feeds me what he gave when he made me whole. So don't worry about me when it comes time to leave. I'm going to a far better place on heaven's bright strand, not made with hands, basking in his love and its grace, singing his praises through countless ages with my Savior forever I'll be. His blessed assurance gives me strength for endurance. When the call comes, don't worry about me. How precious it's been with Jesus, my friend, walking together each day. He's been with me on the mountain, with me through the valley. He'll be with me through every trial that I face. But I know there's a time, a place, and a day when my journey towards home is complete. When my work here is done and my last song is sung, he'll call, but don't worry about me. Don't worry about me when it comes time to leave. I'm going to a far better place.
Savior forever I'll be. His blessed assurance gives me strength for endurance. When the call comes, don't worry about me. Sure appreciate that song. Appreciate you singing that. Somebody else have a song on your heart or testimony? amazing how God can work in uh, difficult times. Uh, so many times we've seen that through death or illness or injury or you know what seemed like terrible times. God's able to reach our people and uh, make something really good out of what was a really hard time. So appreciate that. Very well said. Somebody else. Appreciate you including that old people in there. I said something to one of my kids just recently that I was past middle age, and they said, Well, don't say that. And I said, Well, I don't know too many people that live to be 108, so I think I'm past middle age. Uh, anybody else? for your prayers. It sure is good to be here. I'm telling you, we've already had a great service, and I, I believe God's a lot more, got a lot more he wants to give us. A good spirit here, just a good excitement being in the Lord's house. And, uh, of 
choir sang good, and especially singing good, and that opening up was great. I just, uh, I, I just appreciate those thoughts that God let Blaine share with us tonight, and uh, took my mind back as he mentioned to the message that God let me preach about the about the time. And I want you to pray real earnestly. Got uh, some scripture on my heart that I need to take you to tonight. If you want to go with me in the book of Isaiah, the 59th chapter is where I want to start at. And I want you to really pray. I've really got a burden. I had these uh, scriptures on my heart uh, for a couple days, and especially today. And I uh, want you to, and I'd like to use, I'll, I'll tell you what my text or subject is tonight, uh, a little unusual. Uh, being happy is as simple as one, two, three. And uh, in Proverbs 16 and 20, it sums up happiness this way. Said, Whoso trusteth the Lord, happy is he. And so now the happiness that I need to preach about tonight, it's simple as one, two, three. It's different than a natural happiness. If you were a golfer and you was on a golf course and you hit the ball real good and you got a hole in one, you'd be happy. If you came home from work or school or whatever you was doing and you came in the house and your most favorite dessert you'd ever eaten was sitting on the table for you, you'd be happy. That's a kind of happiness. That's a natural happiness. But when the Proverbs was talking about whoso trusteth the Lord, happy is he, that's talking about a depth of happiness that goes beyond all the feelings and the emotions of this flesh that you live in. This is talking about uh, a God-sent happiness. It's talking about a happiness uh, that just reaches way down deep. But... I want you to pray very earnestly and I want to try to uh, share those three points that God put on my heart about being happy. How do you be happy? And uh, uh, there's some people I've got a burden for that I've uh, had a burden for uh, for a while. And uh, I appreciate God giving me a burden. I want you to help me pray, and I believe you are. Uh, but I, I like to read, first of all, uh, from the 59th chapter of Isaiah, and uh, verses 1 and 2. <clears throat> and uh, the writer says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. And so uh, the first thing that uh, people need to do if they want to be happy is to admit the sin in their life. Now this is talking about sin when it says uh, his hand's not shortened that he can't save. God's not limited. Uh, God's able to save your soul if you're lost, and he's able to bless you and help you to repent if you've been saved. And when it goes on there, it said, and when it talks about this, uh, it said, his ear, uh, neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. Uh, this is when it says, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God. Your sins have hid his face from him. And Romans 3.23 said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But number one on this list of one, two, three is uh, you have to admit sin is in your life. Uh, it was hard for me when I was a young boy and, and the gospel was reaching out to me and uh, God was calling to me. Uh, Satan was there whispering. He said, uh, you're a good boy. Uh, you don't need to go to the altar. And he'd point out people to me and try to get me to compare myself to them. And, of course, when he put it in my mind, uh, I was a little better off than those fellows he wanted me to compare to. Uh, but the fact is, uh, we're all in the same boat. All of sin comes short of the glory of God. Not one good, no, not one. 
And so the first thing here, if you're ever going to be happy in the Lord, I mean really happy, you're going to have uh, to admit uh, that you're a sinner. Uh, and I tell you, when I admitted that I was a sinner, uh, who did I admit it to? Well, I tell you what, first of all, I admitted it to me. Uh, I believe you've got to recognize it yourself before you can admit it to anybody else. And any kind of problem that you have, uh, you've got to admit you've got a problem uh, before you can uh, go about fixing it. Uh, if I, uh, I had a, a low tire on my truck the other day, uh, it kept going down. I'd pump it up and kept going down. Uh, finally, it was the, the valve core that was bad, and I, I managed to fix it, and everything's okay. Uh, but as I'd started somewhere, and it started sounding funny. And so I, I stopped and uh, looked at it, and I thought, well, I've got a real low tire. Well, uh, I've got a, a portable compressor uh, that my sweet wife bought me a while back and carried it in the truck. So, oh, no problem. I'll just get out and pump it up. Well, I did. It pumped it up, but then it go right back down. Uh, it pumped up to 17 pounds. That's not much, but I could have got home on that. Then it go back down to 7 pounds. Uh, well, if I would have ignored that and kept going where I was going, uh, my problem uh, would not have got better. It would have got worse. If you're hearing in sin tonight and got a sin problem in your life, uh, instead of ignoring it and trying to go on down the road, uh, you need to admit what your problem is. Uh, and if you'll admit it, well, who do you admit it to? Well, like I said, first admit it to yourself and then admit it to God. Uh, I was making progress for the car. When I began to talk to God and said, God, I'm a sinner. I'm telling you what, that's kind of hard to do on the flesh. The devil doesn't want you to admit you've got sin in your life. He doesn't want you to call yourself a sinner. He wants you to brag on yourself. He wants you to get exalted. And he wants you to get lifted up. But we've got to admit that we've got sin in our life. Now, if you're a lost person, you need to admit that you've got sin in your soul. You need to trust Jesus. If you don't trust Jesus and get saved, You'll die and go to hell. Yeah, uh, but now, what about a person that's already saved? You know, when you get saved, you get eternal life. But I'll tell you what I've had happen. Uh, my soul has been saved since I was 12 years old. Uh, it'll be saved forever. But yeah. uh, I've had times in my life that I wasn't following God, and I got sin in my life. And it couldn't take that out of my soul. But it took the joy and the happiness yeah. out of my life. I would go along. I'd try to tell myself I was doing okay. Uh, again, the devil tried to compare me to somebody else. Well, think about those other folk. You're not doing bad like them. Uh, God didn't tell us to compare ourselves to somebody else. He told us to look at our picture uh, in the mirror of the Word of God. We need to take what God said and count on that. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, when I was a transgressor and, and I tried to act like I was happy, if I saw somebody, especially from church, I'd put a big smile on my face. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine, buddy. How you doing? But deep down inside, Blake, I had an emptiness in there. I had a longing in there. I was missing out on the real happiness that I needed to have. Boy, I'm telling you what. When I found out that I was a sinner, number two, maybe we'll come back to one a little bit later, but right now I need to go to number two. After you admit you got a problem, now, number two is uh, you need uh, to desire and seek a change in your life. Uh, uh, wait a minute, preacher. If any changing uh, needs to be done, I can do it. Not this kind of changing. Uh, Jesus, I said in the book of Matthew, probably somewhere in the sixth chapter, he was talking to Spirit. He says, how many of you, by taking thought, can add one stature uh, or one cubit? How many of you, can, by taking thought, can add one cubit to your stature? Uh, think about this. He will say, you can think about it all you want to. You can't make yourself any bigger. And you can't make yourself any better than what you are. Well, how do you get that done? I'm telling you what. Uh, you need uh, to look for a change uh, somewhere 
scripture I said, oh, let me give you a scripture that talks about that. Now, this is in the book of Psalms. Uh, this is in the 51st Psalm. This is what David said. Actually, he messed up real bad. He talked to God. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. David was a, a, he was a pretty sharp guy. And he was a great warrior and a great king. One scripture said he was a man after God's own heart. If he could have fixed his own problem, he would have. And if it could have been done by a man, he could have probably done it. But instead, he got to God uh, with a repentant heart. Uh, we'll get on more of that later. But he said, create in me a clean heart. Oh, God. He couldn't create it in himself. It took God to create it in him. If you want a clean heart, you got to get the change from God. You can't change yourself. Boy, this is going somewhere. Somebody needs to come to Jesus. And if you feel like coming right now, uh, you don't have to wait till I get to church to stand up. You don't have to wait till I get a song to be sung. You don't have to wait until I say, uh, this is an altar call. If God's speaking to your heart right now, you don't have to wait for anything. You can just get up, come to the altar right now. So David went on. He said this. He said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy a free spirit. Now think about that, folks. Uh, David was calling on God. Uh, he wanted a change to take place in his life. Now, if you admit you're a sinner and you want a change to take place, uh, that means uh, you want to turn away from sin. That's the definition of repentance. Repentance is turning from sin and looking to God. Uh, trust the Lord. That's how you're going to be happy. Whoso trusts the Lord, happy is he. Uh, we get uh, on down the line toward number three. Uh, what's number three? It, it means uh, number three is to let God take charge. Uh, it's time we quit trying uh, to run things in our own life. Uh, we can't run things. We can't lead ourselves. Uh, we can't direct our path. Uh, we don't know which way we need to go. Well, let me get the scripture to tell you that. There's a scripture in the 25th Psalm. The psalmist said, I'll read a few verses down through here. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Uh, Lord, I'm going to give my soul to you. Now listen to what he says. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Boy, when the psalmist said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh, praise God. I'm glad uh, he can lead me down beside the still waters. Uh, he, uh, he knows where I need to go. He knows how I need to go there. When the psalmist, over here in this 25th uh, chapter, when he said, show me thy ways, teach me thy path. Listen, he goes on, makes it clear. Lead me in the truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee uh, do I wait all the day. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Listen to me. Uh, those three things. Admit you got sin in life. Uh, if you're not where God wants you to be, there's sin. It's what the problem is. Sometimes I talk to people. They say, I just can't seem uh, to get a blessing like I used to. Well, I, I know what you mean. And I guess I've been in places like that too. But when we really get it, I boil right down to where it's at. God is not changed. The Holy Spirit's not changed. God's uh, never pounded on us and withheld His Spirit from us. If I can't get a hold of the Lord, there's something in me. It's the reason I can't get a hold of the Lord. If I can't get a blessing like I used to, then I'm not doing like I used to. We need to come to God on God's terms. He goes on down through. Got a few more here. Listen to this. Uh, verse 10, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimony. For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, for he is great. Again, uh, first of all, admit for sin in your life. Uh, then, uh, desire a change to 
to take place uh, and then uh, come to the Lord and turn things over to him. Uh, when I come to the altar, uh, first of all, I was trying to pray. I was trying to help the Lord out of that point. Uh, I was saying, I'll do this and I'll do that. And I wasn't getting anywhere, but when I finally came to a point that I just trusted the Lord with my whole heart and quit trying to do uh, things that I didn't have any business doing, I was like, God, I promised him, like, Lord, I'll do this, Lord, I'll do that. He knew I was lying, yeah. or at least he knew I was wrong. I, I'll tell you like that. But when I put my whole trust in the Lord, he took care of the business that I couldn't take care of. So, listen, uh, repent and believe. Uh, that's what we've been preaching tonight. Those three items, uh, saying you've got sin in your life, admit it to yourself and to God. Uh, uh, whatever your case is, if you're not where God wants you to be, God loves you. Well, listen, uh, I, I just can't do like I need to do uh, for this reason or that reason. Uh, somebody's in my way or something is hurting me or something uh, something is just falling. I'll tell you what, God can handle all that. Then you'll just admit there's something wrong. And then you'll desire change. And then you'll turn it all over to God to take charge of it. Let God be the one in charge. I don't want to be in charge of my life. I want God uh, to be in charge of my life because everything I try to take charge of, if I don't have God in the arrangement, I'll make a mess out of it. But when I trust God and lean on it, get you a song ready, that's probably enough preaching. Being happy is as simple as one, two, three. Now, listen, folks. You can be happy way down in the depths of your soul. Listen, let me tell you something that might sound strange if you've never experienced it. Even in times of my life when I had great grief, uh, such as when my mom died and my dad died and my heart was broken and I was sad and I was praying that God would stir my heart and he let me feel that joy that he put down in there through the power of the Holy Spirit and I'd be so thankful that I had God in my life and there was a measure of happiness there even in the midst of my trouble. He was the sunshine in a dark place. Listen today, if you want God's sunshine in your soul, if you want to be happy, it's as simple as one, two, three. Obey the Lord and stand and come to the altar tonight and come and let's pray about this. Let's get this thing fixed up. Let's get this thing in its place. Let God run your cup over with happiness tonight. While we sing, while those folks need to come, I can feel my foot in all that.
on me. They won't focus on you. Nobody will see you in the live stream. And we got our heads bowed and eyes closed. Of course, I'm looking back that way. And of course, God's knowing. God's looking. But if you're here tonight and you've been saved and you realize you need to get in so you could be happy and so you could help somebody else get saved. You could be a light to somebody you care about. And if you realize there's a need in your life, would you just raise your hand saying with that, pray for me. Would you just admit there's a need there? Would you just admit it? Just like I was talking about admitting sin. I had to admit there was sin in my life before I get saved. Then I had to admit there was sin there before I could get rededicated after I'd transgressed, after I'd backslid. Would you just, if you're here and you've been saved and you're not where you need to be with the Lord, but you just, you just feel like you'd like to get in, you know there's a need there. Would you just gently and quickly raise your hand up and put it right back down? I appreciate that one hand. I appreciate that two, uh, second hand, two hands it was raised. Would there be another one right quick? Not trying to drag it, but I just, I just feel like somebody else could benefit from being honest in your heart and raising your hand. I'm not trying to be judgmental. That's just what I feel in my heart. Okay, let me talk to you that are lost now. Let me talk to you if you've never been saved and you'd like to be happy in the Lord. You'd like to have salvation. Not be a sinner anymore. Not be headed for hell. Would you just raise your hand saying pray for me? Would there be some that would raise your hands? I appreciate that one hand. Would there be another one raise your hand? Quickly. Quickly, would you just raise your hand? Just, oh, I appreciate that hand. I appreciate that hand. Would there be another one? God loves you. Jesus died for you and rose from the dead and he's alive. Okay, now, maybe I didn't explain your case just right. If there's something here that's going on in your life that you're not where you need to be with the Lord, and you like the prayers of God's people, would you raise your hand if you haven't raised it already? Would you raise your hand? I appreciate that hand. Would there be another one? Raise your hand quickly. Quickly. Okay, raise your head. Open your eyes. Now let me ask this before they sing. This is going to be a silly question, but I want you to think about this. If you're here tonight, whatever your case is, if you'd have the opportunity, if you'd have the opportunity with God's help, to be a help to somebody else 
to either help them get straightened up and rededicate their life, or if you could be a light to somebody and be a light to them and help them get saved. If you'd like to be able to do that and you'd like to do that, would you just raise your hand? I think we all, all have our hands up on that. Think about that. If you'd like to help somebody else, if you'd like to be in a place, and, and most of us probably are in that place, let's try that again. If you'd like to be a help to somebody else, would you just raise your hand? Amen. Amen. Okay, while we sing this song, while they sing this song, I want to plead with you and I want to beg you. If you're here and there's a need in your life and God's calling and speaking to you, please just step out and come down let's pray. Don't wait. Blaine talked about it when he was opening up and somebody else has talked about it and I preached about it a week or so ago. Time is swiftly running out. If you're going to do that one, two, three, you're going to do it while you have to have time. Go ahead and sing when you're ready. Somebody needs to come. You ask me why I'm so happy. Why there's a smile on my face. If you would know me a few years ago before I tasted his grace. I know you would see there's a difference in me that something amazing took place. But I'm so excited, I just can't hide it. My past has all been erased. I just can't get over my sins being over since I have been under the blood. I just can't explain the miraculous change since I've been washed in His blood. He's so high above me and it's just beyond me the depths of His marvelous love. I just can't get over my sins being over since I have been under the blood. I feel the joy overflowing since Jesus paid my debt for me. All of my shackles forever are broken. I've been forgiven, set free. I'll sing and I'll shout it. There's no doubt about it. My soul is pardoned, redeemed. The burdens I carried have all been buried into forgetfulness. Seen. I just can't get over my sins being over since I have been under the blood. I just can't explain the miraculous breaking for somebody tonight. Because I can see how close some of you are to coming. And I know what you're missing. I'm not coming. I've done that. I'm not criticizing you. I've been there. I've done that. Sometimes when God's called me, 
Way back there, I said no. But I praised God that one day when he called me, I said yes. And I came and I got saved. Amen. Amen. Boy, I appreciate your prayers and I appreciate that song. My goodness. That song just blessed my heart. I appreciate being here. And I wonder if somebody's got something else on your heart, something to say or do. I've just, uh, I've been so blessed in this service. And my heart is so heavy. I'm so happy that the Lord's moving like he's moving. And yet I'm, I'm so sad uh, that some folks I've got a burden for uh, hasn't stepped out and come. And, uh, I'm, but uh, I'm not criticizing you. I've been in that spot. I've done that. But uh, it was dangerous for me to do it. It's dangerous for you to do it. And in my case, God rescued me. He called me again, and I came, and I got saved. And uh, God has to be calling you. Like he is tonight, the same Holy Spirit. It might not be this strong or powerful, but it has to be the same Spirit. And when God calls, then that's our doorway in. That the door's open when God's calling, and we can come. So let's pray for them while they come. I appreciate that. They got a song, I'm sure. And uh, boy, I appreciate it. And and church, I want to beg you. Let's every person that's here do everything that God's wanting us to do. Whatever that is, please do that. And if uh, if you're here in the front and you're needing to pray, or if you're over here on this side and you're needing to pray, or if you're over here on this side and you're needing to pray, if you're in the front or the back, doesn't matter. If you're here, God knows where every one of us is at, and he's able to speak to us personally, and that's the way he does. Would you please come? Please come right now. Yeah. Boy, it's needful. Sing when you're ready.
absolutely wonderful. Thank the Lord. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate our youth group and the folks that helps them. And uh, I just thank God for every one of them. I just don't know what we'd do without them. The youth or their leaders don't know what we'd do without them. They're precious. All right. Anybody else got anything on your heart before we come to close? Yeah. Man, that's right. Yeah. And he looked at it. He said, if I had a thousand days in the tents of the wicked, or one day, one solo day, I'd take that day because it's in your house. Amen. Amen. Boy, that's right. Amen. Boy, that illustrates it perfect. Amen. Appreciate that, Cooper. That's good, man. Somebody else. There's still a great spirit here. Somebody still needs to come to Alder. I don't have impression right now that's for another song. But I, I do want to say if God's calling you, you don't have to have a song. You just need to follow and come to the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Boy, that's powerful. God sent that testimony. Great counsel for somebody. I appreciate that. Amen. Somebody else. Somebody else. Anybody. Seems like something else needs done. I don't know what. Except people need to come to order. I know that needs done. Listen. Amen. Boy, it's a sweet, powerful, quiet time. Would you come right now? Please come. Please come. Well, my, my burden is twofold tonight, really powerfully. I have a great burden for some saved people that needs to rededicate and get in. That's what my burden is. You're the one who has to know if that's you or not. But I believe if there's some people here tonight that's out of fellowship with God, not living for Him like you should, you don't have to be a bad person to be out of fellowship with God. Just not obeying Him, not following Him, not doing what He said. If you'll come and get in, I believe you can inspire somebody's lost to come. Is it worth it? Oh my, yeah. It's somebody's eternal soul. That's what's in the balance. That's what's at stake. If you're saved, you're going to heaven. If you'll live for the Lord, you can help somebody else go to heaven. Obey the Lord. Please come. And if you're lost, whatever you're thinking, whatever you're feeling, if God's stirring your heart, if God's calling you and you're needing to come, please come. Sing us a little bit more. Please obey the Lord. Please come. My goodness. It's I'm reluctant to come to a close. Come on. Come on. Once, being happy, simple as one, two, three. Just come on and call on the Lord. Trust Him. 
Admit your sin between you. You don't have to tell me about your sin. When I was talking about admitting sin, I'm not interested in knowing about your sin. God already knows. But you need to admit it to yourself and to God. And then want to change. Please come. And then let God take charge. Let God be the guide. Let him lead you in the path of righteousness. Please obey the Lord. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. I couldn't go there without his leading me. singing tonight testimonies and, uh, the good Lord I appreciate him passing by and being with us anything else on anybody's heart bless the Lord yeah sure can bless the Lord amen you can have that peace Thankful for those words, that testimony. Somebody else. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. What you think you know. Amen. What you think you believe. Yeah. What you've been taught. Yeah. Whether you want to hold on to the world and say, oh, I want some of this or I want some of that. Like Cooper said, yeah. one day in the house of the Lord is worth a thousand. Amen. That's and right. you could have thousands and thousands of days in the house of the Lord yeah. if you just come to him. Amen. So that's all you got to do. Don't rely on what you think what you know or anything like yeah. that but rely yeah. on what's calling you in the heart yeah there, there's nothing more real than what your heart says amen oh that's good appreciate that testimony amen somebody else you know even and i'm not saying you should wait i'm saying you should come right now or maybe even a while ago but while ago's already passed you can't go back and we don't know what's out in the future. We don't have that problem. We've just got the right now of time. And so moving the right now of time when God's calling. Uh, a couple Sundays ago, we had a, a lady got saved after church was dismissed, but God was still calling, and she felt the call, and she came to all her, and those folks that were still here, probably about half the crowd, came back and prayed with her, and she got saved. And so whenever God's calling you, and we know people that's gone home and got saved. We know people that's got saved at work, but wherever God's calling, you see, God has to be calling for you to answer. So come when the Lord's call. Anything else? Oh, we soon going to come to close. Pray much. Pray for the services this weekend. Nothing else. We'll get those that's seated to stand if you can. And uh, we'll ask Cooper to pray. Dismissal.
Yes, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy in this hour. God, thank you for your loving kindness. God, pray that you would allow yeah, us, God, to live our lives for you. God, that we would let the world know how good you've been to us. Yeah, Lord. Please. God, that we wouldn't just talk it. God, that we would walk it every day. God, do the best we can to serve you. God, we love you. We appreciate you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.